it's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is, <clears throat> excuse me, scratchy throat today, folks, That's the Hartford Edge. <laughs> we are keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Barry Klein with Healthy Hartford, Healthy Cecil. Good morning, Bob. And everything else that's going on up there. That's right. Her Health department, Upper Chesapeake. Crisis Center. There's a lot going on. I know. You have your fingers on many pulses, Barry. <laughs> First, we talk about, and, and Barry, you can join in, things that annoy us. Really, <laughs> things that annoy me. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that today. Yeah. <laughs> I today, try and end with something I'm happy about. Okay, yes. <laughs> today, I'm annoyed by when you're at a social function, which seems like it's every night now. Yes. You are talking to two people. And you say to them, by the way, have you two met? Mm -hmm. Just to be polite. Mm -hmm. The people who roll their eyes and look at each other and say, uh, yeah. Like I'm supposed to years. know that they've known each other for all this time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really not, it's really, what's, what's the word? Dismissive. Dismissive. <laughs> it's obliviousness, social. Mm -hmm. Yes. Empathyless. Um, that's all. So that's we're just going right. to say we hate them and move on. We yeah. hate them and move on. <laughs> you know what else we hate? What, Bob? The lottery. Tell me why you owe. Oh, it's it's a completely show? regressive tax. <laughs> you go in there, and these people, like it's Friday, I went in this morning, mm -hmm. and these people coming off the night shift at the hospital or mm -hmm. wherever, wherever, you know they don't have the expendable income, and they're just loading up, giving all these numbers. It's a regressive tax, and it's not like it is going to education. They just spend less on education. <laughs> it evens they out, reduce yeah. it by the amount, the money that the lottery is giving education. I don't know. I don't know how this happened, but it happened. Um, other thing, last yes. thing. People who come to speak at a town hall, I, I admire them, and I thank them for their civic involvement. I agree with that. Because... It's easy to complain and mm -hmm. not do anything about But the 10% that are just so disrespectful and venomous to people that they're trying to advocate to, mm -hmm. there's really two civility. Absolutely. I saw two very nice vehicles when I pulled up today. They both had a two civility mm -hmm. bumper sticker. But last night, the town hall. Yeah. They have... People are sending their kids up, and they're just like mocking the council and, and the county government. You need a stamp, Bob. You need a stamp that says "Chief Civilian." And you walk over and you dung their forehead with that stamp. So yes. when they look in the mirror, you can see. Well, you remember on Benny Hill when he smacked <laughs> uh, the yes. I want to be able to do yes, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> or like the you know smack them with a cod fist, like yeah. in a, anyway. Well, I think people think if they lead with anger that they get more attention and people are listening to them, but it's in reality the opposite of that. People tune, I know, I'll speak for myself, when people start with that, then I lose, my ears turn off. But when someone speaks from an educated, compassionate, or even passionate standpoint, because I love passion in people, whatever you're passionate about, it means you stand for something, kind of going back to what you were saying, Bob. But when you lead with the anger and the finger pointing and, you know, those types of things at 
and I didn't stay for the whole t town hall meeting last night. Um, but I, you know, we see it everywhere. Well, I think it's a demonstrated behavior, and I think it falsely makes people feel like they're coming from a point of strength, which to your point, they're not. Because mm -mm. if you have to yell the loudest, then you're off. There's something else is left. Yeah. Argument. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone should read Team of Rivals um, by Doris Kearns Goodwin about Abraham Lincoln's political genius, but it was a political genius born of empathy. He, okay. He had the ability to put himself in every the person he was dealing with shoes and understand what their fears were what their priorities were and it was it's just brilliant he he won it was a four-person race for the 1960 republican nomination 1860 i was like what <laughs> um wrong zero factor right president. right zero factor, <laughs> um he he but he beat william seward henry bates and solomon chase three very powerful Politicians and statesmen uh, looked down on Lincoln because he was this Western yokel, um, and um, because there was four in the race, somehow he prevailed mm -hmm. on like the 39th vote, and they were mocking him, and, you know, just trashing him. And he put all three of them in his cabinet. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! So he carried it even further. Um, yeah. And he coined a term, I'd rather them inside the mm -hmm. tent mm -hmm. irrigating out mm -hmm. than outside the tent <laughs> irrigating in. <laughs> Bob, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Let's say outside the tent spitting in. Yes, um, yes. But it, it's brilliant. And it was a really unique book. Everyone should read it. Say the title again. Team of Rivals. Team of Rivals. Okay, I'm done blabbering. Let's do some, some trivia. Which I think is something that Barry Klein is very excellent at. I agree. That was a setup, my friends. <laughs> a lot of pressure now. So you could get seven of eight right, and you failed, Barry, because <laughs> we've teed you up as an expert. But Leslie does that to me, too. No. Well, the worst trivia experience we had on the show was not that long ago, Bob. Right. We had two millennials, and the questions, they didn't know one single one. You're asking the wrong questions. They never heard well, of Johnny of course. Carson. They had they never, never heard, heard the name Johnny Carson. They Like, you know, I know, but it just was like, an, I felt really old after that. <clears throat> well, I know. Yeah. I know, but like, it was just, you know how you go through life. And then something like that happens. So now I really think about it. I don't try and cage the questions, but I'm like, so you're of our generation, so you're gonna do great. So they didn't know what it meant to hang up on something. Mm -hmm. Oh, that I can't imagine because you hang up even on cell phones. Do you? Yeah, you don't get the same sound, but it's a definite sign off. But they don't call it hang up. Like, like they didn't know where the, the term. Oh, the term. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting. CC? I didn't know what CC meant. Yeah. Or BC. Yeah. So then we got off this whole other topic. We talked with them for like, you know, 20 minutes of the show because we went down this rabbit hole. But it was interesting. All but it right. made me feel better because I think I'm this hilarious guy and people don't laugh at something I say. Now I realize because they don't get the comfort. Oh, 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 
it's all right. on you. It's everybody else's fault. You're hilarious. All right, guys. I'm going to start with some movie trivia. Do you like movies, Perry? I don't watch very many movies. Well, hopefully this is one you've watched. I know about that. What Dr. Doolittle. No. I just don't guess it. Lawrence Olivier. And one time he was totally right. I was like, whoa. He was in Keep your eyes Leslie. off my paper. Okay, what is the name of the character played by Johnny Depp in the Pirates of the Caribbean film series? Yeah, yell it out. See? And who was his inspiration for it? Oh, Keith Richards. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Once I heard Never that, I'm like, of course. <laughs> of course. Why didn't I see that? Like, how is this guy still and then alive? Had a I know. He shoots your whole healthy Harper <laughs> Yeah, pieces. really. <laughs> Actually, Van does. Keith Richards is really dead, and they just keep on replacing him with facsimiles of Keith Richards. They he all do. He never hydrates, Barry. I don't care what you say. Oh, there's something to be said for good genes. That is true. With lots and lots of money for specialists. Yes. That is for, true. Well, he's had, he was known several times. He had had transfusions of his, all of his blood before flying into certain countries because he could have been arrested. Yeah. For drug use. Just if they took a blood sample. Do they do that? Take blood samples when you land? I don't know. Why do they do that question is, do they really, can you pay somebody to take your blood out and put new blood in so that you don't... I think a very suspicious story. (laughs) It's like, well, it's like any urban myth. Yeah. (laughs) Might not be true. But we'll never know. No, but I believe that one. It's just like I told you, that's a hole. Why not just take a hair sample? <laughs> no, they may not Did have. Did they shave his head? <laughs> now you're questioning I know. <laughs> the medical expertise of, that of you can Botswana. Buy. Right. Or like... Oh, okay, I'm doing the next question. I think it's like that country in uh, in Dilbert where the people, the water's up to their chest. <laughs> All right. On to the next question. This is a little bit safer. What is the main ingredient in Thousand Island dressing? Oil. No, it's not. Mayonnaise. Eggs? Yeah, mayonnaise. Oh, well, I agree. Mayonnaise is oil. And eggs together. (laughs) Don't mess with me on mayonnaise. Okay. I worked during college every summer at the Hillman's. Did you? Did you make the mayonnaise? They, no, they, we were the college kids, so we cleaned out the vats and stacked the boxes. But mayonnaise is, mayonnaise is eggs and oil. And you have to don't make it. It is the easiest condiment to make at home. Except for when you're mass producing it, and it's good. I have to have a long shelf life. You have to hydrogenate the oil. That's okay. why you want so, to make it at home. Right. <laughs> because that, that otherwise it would separate. That makes the eggs okay. bind to that the oil. That makes sense. And it's linseed oil, cottonseed oil. We used to get pink trucks of it. And believe it or not, my first year, there was a 150 egg crackers. People? People that would crack eggs. Really? And then the government made them switch to um, liquid eggs because uh, that's the only way you could, the egg could be pasteurized. So did all those people lose their job? Um, I don't know. It was happened while I was in school. That's a pretty they special. I was gonna say yeah. that's a pretty specialized skill. Well, yeah. Maybe throwing dice or something. Yeah, something like that. No, Playing I think the they, they were able to reassign. Good. 
Alright, sriracha is a type of hot sauce named after a city located in one country. It is Thailand. Oh, really? Yeah. What were you going to go? <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking uh, Morocco. Morocco. Oh, okay. Uh, that was a good, that's a good educated yeah, guess. I like your process. Okay. Mm -hmm. Deducing. Incorrectly. <laughs> The Commonwealth of the Bahamas gained independence in 1973 in our lifetime. From what country? United Kingdom. Yeah. It's Great Britain, England, or the United Kingdom, which is a United Kingdom. Yeah. There is an answer to that. What is Britain? What is Great? What is Great Britain? What is England? What is the United Kingdom? What is the British Commonwealth? Get into the trades factory. Alright, here's a music one for you, Bob. Which musician is often called the fifth Beatle? There are seven. Really? Um, Harry Nilsson? That is not Billy on my Preston? list. That is not on my list. No. Eric Clapton? No. George Moore? No. What silver word, first and last name? That guy. Pete Best. Pete Best. Oh, yeah. he was an ori the original drummer. Okay. Who are these other people you speak of? Well, Billy Preston was a great keyboard player. Okay. Um, he did uh, the keyboard on um, Get Back and uh, the, you know the great keyboard solo there. Mm -hmm. Clapton played the guitar. What you guitar Harry Nilsson. A lot of on the White Album, Let It Be, they had a lot of people sit in. That was my next question. Did they play with the Beatles? These people in the studio. Yeah. All right. Which city is located both in Asia and in Europe? This I did not know. Is it Turkey? Yes. It's somewhere in that head. <laughs> well, it's where the Orient Express went, and the Orient was the Latin, was one of the Latin words for east. Okay. He's a good deducer. I see that. Yeah. He's got a lot of information. He does. He does. But I, he doesn't know I, our names. I know. Joan, Joan and Ellen. I, you got to prove something. I know. I, I, I knew your name at one point. Yeah. All right. How many people have walked on the moon? Keep up with today's hits really Isn't that you'll remember this answer? It's not that many. Four? It's It's double digits, mm -hmm. but not far over 10. 11? A little bit higher than that. 14. A little bit lower than that. 71. A little bit lower. 12. Yeah. 12. <laughs> well, I would have, I, I really thought only two. Yeah, I, uh, I, I only two missions. But other countries? I'm sure it includes other countries. That's true. We are a little, yeah. Well, that's we right. We tend to mm -hmm. focus on only our own. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about us. All right. Do you like Disney movies? Not a movie gal. Okay. So. As you nailed the first movie. Yes. Because I, I have children. Jack Sparrow, but well, inspiration. Well, the, uh, this one will help you. It's a children's movie. It's a movie that I like, too. In which Disney film did two cats sing the Siamese cat song? I know that. I do not. I, I am shocked I know it, because <laughs> I haven't seen Rainbow, Missy, um, I 
haven't seen ants or any of. Uh, have you seen Frozen? Yes. Okay. Yes. So but name this movie. Any. Um. Yes. Sounds um, like Lady in the Tramp. Correct. And Peggy Lee sang um, one of the main numbers. See what I'm saying? Yeah. See, my kids are way too young for that. Yeah. Lady in the Tramp. They were more how old are your kids? 19 and 20. Okay. Oh, so they were Lion King. Yeah, mm -hmm. much more Lion mm -hmm. King. And Moana. No? And the other one, why did I say Rainbow Lily? I don't know, because I... The Little Princess, the Little Mermaid. Okay, Ariel. I see. And that is... Frozen is Mark Hassler's favorite movie. <laughs> the Hasslers like their Disney Which movies. Yes. And I think okay. he liked Frozen 2 as well. Yeah. All right. In what year did India gain its independence from Britain? Hmm. Hmm. So. See, he's deducing. How old is Gandhi? <laughs> <laughs> Was it in the 40s? Mm -hmm. Upper 40s. 47? Yes. See what I'm saying? The rest of the world was distracted. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, almost as much went on between 45 and 50 as during the World War. Uh, mm -hmm. Marshall Plan, uh, State of Israel, uh, finally uh, being founded in 48. I'm rereading the history of the United States. Are you? It's written as news stories. Oh, that so would be really an interesting way to look at it. Are you done with Moby Dick? Yes. That's him. That's him. Okay. We've been following him along on his where he is in the book. So if you haven't read it since high school, read it. it just with an adult mind it's probably so much better. Oh, just, instead of just trying to get toward absolutely. So you have to get a t shirt with your the first line of all the books that you're reading, so that way they call me a schmell, you know, just walk right. around <laughs> and then we'll know exactly where we need to be with right. <laughs> and other right. your peeps will go. Yes. yes, and I, I I love there's like a, a quiz about the best first lines in books. Um and uh, that is certainly also, Confederacy of Dunces, if you haven't read it, it's the funniest book you'll ever read. What's it, it about? It is, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a, it's, it's comedic novel, social commentary, written since 1962 by a gentleman named John Kennedy Toole, who, when he could not. His last name is Toole. I love it. With an E on it. <laughs> I know, but I love it. With the title, it works together. Look, and, well, he, Confederacy of Dunces is taken from the Johnson's Quote, when a true genius, uh, quote, when a true genius arrives in the world, you will know him uh, by the fact that the Dunces will be confederacy against him. Ah, oh, And he was brilliant, hilarious, but he couldn't get it published and he took his own life. His mother spent the next five years going to publishers and got it published and won a full surprise. Oh my gosh. Just brilliant, brilliant. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> power of moms. Yeah. Walker Percy is a great editor and talks of, he writes the forward about this woman walked in and she puts this 
tattered manuscript on my desk and I read the first page and my heart sank because it, was, it wasn't something where I could easily say to her, no, this is horrible. Then I read another 10 pages and I started to get enthused and I got giddy and by the time I was 30 pages into it, I said, oh my God, this might be the best thing I've ever read. Isn't that crazy? Uh, all right. Last question, folks. The Black Forest is located in what European country? Correct. You guys aced it. That's all I'm saying. Did we? I think we did. You did. Okay. And little Missy over here, who said she was not good at it, was good at it. She was sandbagging. She was. She was we are on to you, Barry. <laughs> she was sandbagging. We okay. are on to you. Let us go right to break. Okay. And if we have time for news, we'll do it later. I was late. Oh my gosh, but that's a good story. Um, all right, so we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Ms. Barry Klein. Hartford County Public Library's annual winter reading program for adults and high school students runs through March 7th with the theme of We Love to Read a Latte. Participants may sign up for the winter reading program by logging on to hcplonline.org or visiting a local library. Adults are encouraged to read or listen to at least five books, high school students three. Upon completion, participants will receive this year's special collector's mug while supplies last. Numerous special events will take place during this year's winter reading program, including a Harford County coffee crawl and tea tour. Participants are invited to pick up a passport at the library and visit various coffee and tea locations listed for a sample and a passport stamp to earn a Keepsake 2020 Winter Reading Tote Bag while supplies last. Sponsors of the 2019-2020 Winter Reading Program are Gold Medal Physical Therapy, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Klein ShopRite, Schaefer, McLaughlin, and Stover LLC, and Friends of Harford County Public Library. More information about the winter reading program may be found at hcplonline.org or by picking up a copy of the Headlines and Happenings newsletter at any of the library's branches. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're so delighted today to have Barry Klein in the studio with us. Barry is the Executive Director for Healthy Hartford, a local nonprofit focused on improving the health and wellness of residents through policies, programs, and community changes that prioritize health and well-being. With over 25 years in public health, Ms. Klein strongly believes that health, both physical and mental, are the backbone to a strong, vibrant community. Welcome, Barry, and thank you so much for coming in on this cold Friday morning. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, and thank you, yes, thank you so much for coming in. But you and your team does day in, day out. Tell us about Barry Klein first. You're from up about an hour north of New York City. I am, and you know because I live or lived right by where your wife grew up. Right. Yeah. Where are you from? Duchess or Putnam? I'm actually on the other side of the river. So, um, further south. So we started in Rockland County, moved up to Orange, and now we're in Ulster. So up in the New Falls community in the Schwangong. Okay. Those were all words I've never heard before. <laughs> we, we all Ulster is Woodstock. Yeah, oh, okay. it is Woodstock. Okay. Yeah. We all cooperatively call ourselves on both sides of the rivers the Hudson Valley. Okay. And if you haven't visited, it's biasly one of the most 
most beautiful the places. The law office uh-huh. of Gerald W. Kelly is a local nice firm with CPAs and former IRS officers who have been able to take on the most challenging cases. It would be fantastic. So what they did on either side of the river, obviously, there was an old railroad bridge that went across the Hudson, and they were going to just tear it down. And a bunch of community activists got together and raised $3 million to preserve it. And now it is a pedestrian walkway across the river. You can check them out at It's it's a brilliant model, uh, and too rare these days because you know it takes leadership to, a to create an effort and an enterprise where by definition the three stakeholders have to cede some power, some budget, uh, some ego, etc. to the to, to the communal effort, and it's. It's just economies of scale, it's, you know, sharing of subject matter expertise, um, efficiency, bringing a lot more power and, uh, uh, and, and budget to incredibly important needs, you know, really get the root of so much of what 
makes us a, a good community and happy communities. Um, these health factors, so really great thing. And, and Hartford really was very visionary in that respect because when things started coming out from the state about forming community, you know, cooperative community entities, probably at number five 2011, 2012, we were already up and running. And so we did not have to have that lead time that a lot of the other ones needed. And you, and you see that how, like I'm very involved in the Boys and Girls Club. I'm on the board of uh, Shar Hope, which is a, a, a recovery program in residence uh, for women with diseases of addiction. And uh, you see, and you see it with healthy, uh, with the Homeless Connect yesterday. You see it uh, with so many segments of our community where just basic health knowledge. <coughs> is such a such a uh, burden for these folks and it's through no fault of their own they just don't have the habits they haven't had the education about how important it is to you can you imagine you know just to, to imagine folks yesterday who had teeth pulled who have been literally waking up in pain for the past absolutely 18 months absolutely um, and they were smiling and so happy even though they just had their teeth pulled because they knew what it meant for them right so, so let's get right to that. You know, 80% uh, uh, of all chronic diseases, of chronic diseases are lifestyle related, and that ties into this. Tell us about that as a basis for really your education uh, initiative, which is, I guess, your main initiative. Actually, policy is a big part of what we do because, okay. um, well, education is definitely important. It's very much um, a singular. We tell, we educate, we, people react. Whereas if you change a, change a policy, you can have wide-reaching impact without people even realizing it. Um, I always remember some you know, one going back to trivia. Someone said, "What was the most important um, public health thing to happen in the 20th century?" And everyone thinks about all these vaccines and all of these educational pieces and all of these other you know factoids that are, are individual based. But the reality is, is public sanitation. Wow. You know, it, it was a policy change and a built environment change that really had the most public impact. Up until that point, yeah, right, yeah. So, give us an example of um, one of your initiatives and, and how you're uh, how you're uh, getting it out there, both on policy front and education. So, um, I guess the, the big one that everybody's talking about now is the Klein Family Harper Crisis Center. Mental health has has come. Mental health and and uh, addiction are far and away one of the most visible um, public health issues in our community. So a lot of people came together to make that happen, you know, um, a huge, huge shout out to Andy Klein for really being the heavy lifter on that one. But a lot of people were, were coming together, subject matter expertise, like you were saying, uh, political will, it was, a, it was a perfect storm of really touching our community and making a difference. Um, and, and that one, so the, it has an educational component, but obviously at the at the onset, we're trying to, to work at the emergency at hand and trying to get people who are in crisis into that facility. So here's something interesting about the community needs assessment. So when 
The idea that we needed this service came out of the community needs assessment. Obviously, every segment of society needed this service. And we really were focused on the Medicaid population, so um, lower income people, because we felt that they did not have access, that people of means could find services should they need them. And the way that we discerned whether or not, you know, the evaluative component, whether or not this was working, was emergency room numbers. How many people that previously went to the emergency room that now could get more appropriate service for their mental health in the Klein Family Crisis Center, or for Crisis Center. Um, so the surprising thing, you know, the Crisis Center's been open about eight months, the surprising thing when we look at the number is 67% of the people that are coming have never even been to the emergency room in the last two years. So for wow. as much as we calculate there being this need in the community, we're not even scratching the surface because the people that are coming under are an entirely different, non yet not yet calculated population. That you had calculated originally, yeah. right? So wow. it's it's even <coughs> bigger than we anticipated. Um, so that was very eye opening. And, and and these are people that were not for this crisis center still would not be engaged. Right, right. It's very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, you know, and I'm sure, you know, you can plan the heck out of something, but you always have to be ready to to call some audibles and to adapt it. And this is something that wasn't a real playbook, and you've they determined um, that there's a lot of demand, and a lot of it was demand that you didn't discern. But, but it also means we, we're not yet even serving those that we originally anticipated. So there's a tremendous need to outreach to even more of the community. So what can people do to help with this mission? I understand um, as you're modifying things and you're adjusting to the needs that there might be a need, some, a need for additional funding. And how can people help there? Can they talk to their delegate? Where is this initiative now? So, um, we are very proud, Hartford County is very proud to have this service. Honestly, we unabashedly have the best one in the state. People are coming um, from other counties to look at the, at the Klein Family Hartford Crisis Center and use it as a model. Wow. Yeah, in fact, um, we were just highlighted at the um, Health and, and uh, Governance uh, Committee, at the Legislative Committee, just this past week because it is being set up as the model for Maryland. Other delegates have come. Um, Senator Cardin has come. Chris Van Halen has come. I mean, it's it's a big deal. So locally, yes, anybody who would like to support it monetarily certainly can go through the Upper Chesapeake Foundation, and they will be more than happy to walk you through that process. As far as my good friend and business partner Craig Ward has uh, uh, put his money where his mouth is, there. I think he's he's running the capital campaign. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure okay. about that, but um, if he is, thank get you. A shout <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, but no, no, of course. But legislatively, we have a um, we have a great contingency down in, in Annapolis now. But there are a number of bills that are that are supporting the crisis center and its operation. So yes, if anybody would like to reach out to our delegates and talk to them about that, there's something called a parity bill, which basically means that regardless of what insurance you have, public or private, you should have access to the same kind of mental health services. And right now, that's not the case. And there's another thing called um, the Emergency Petition Bill, which is um, 
right now, if law enforcement has somebody who uh, they deem is in mental health crisis, they have to take them legally to the emergency room. Okay. And one of the reasons the crisis center was set up is because the emergency room is not always the most appropriate place for someone in mental health crisis. It can be very chaotic, the waits can be long. We would like the, the legislation to change that the crisis center can be an option. So okay. law enforcement can bring people on directly to the crisis center, as long as it's not a medical emergency, if it is a mental health emergency. It, which, is it private health or uh, Medicare, Medicaid that does not really have great coverage? So Medicaid and Medicare, their coverage is consistent, and it is usually pretty good. Private insurance can vary widely, and so what we want to make sure is that regardless of what private insurance you have, that you have the same level of access as someone who would have the public insurance. And that's the parity bill. Exactly. Exactly. So, for example, um, right now the crisis center has a residential component. So you can do the urgent care walk-in and you can be served for up to 23 hours. If you have 23 hours legally, you have to go into residential care. And we have that, which is great, but not all private insurance cover it. And uh, uh, in the crisis center, you did something else that a lot of organizations are loathe to do, again, usually because of ego. Um, you outsourced a, a, main, a, a main component of this uh, to affiliate Sante Group. Correct. Because they have the critical mass, they have the subject matter expertise, they have the experience, they have the ability to train, mm -hmm. ability to regulate themselves, which requires a lot of expertise. Um, but too few times the organizations outsource, they've made it a bad word because hey, they can't do their own things. I mean, how simple would it be if county government and a school system did procurement together? But people who were already in those positions don't want to give up, you know, their control. So how's that worked uh, with affiliated Santi? Like you said, affiliated Santes are are the experts. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel on that, at the same time trying to launch a crisis center from scratch, mm -hmm. um, the 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 idea behind it was to hire who's the best in the business, who already is doing this successfully in other counties, and that was affiliated Sante, and it's it's worked out very well. When you call the 1-800 Next Step number for the crisis center, you are connected to public health, uh, not public health, to mental health professionals. You're not talking to a receptionist, you're talking to a licensed clinical social worker. And so those people are not just helping you navigate um, where your call needs to go, they are actually helping you solve the problem. So you can imagine, because whenever you start something up, there's so many difficulties, and there's so many things. They have to adjust it. Imagine if you were also trying to teach yourselves this whole patient-facing uh, organization. It's really an animal. So let's talk about some day-to-day individual health issues. I don't want to talk about your other services. And I. I'm the worst worst offender. I don't get enough sleep. I don't reduce my screen time. I'm going through some of your lists here on some simple, honest steps to make your life more positive and less stressful. Right. Breathe. Yeah. I never breathe. 
So that's fun because when we were at Project Homeless Connect, I have it Connect, set on my watch. Yeah, it's it's an important thing. We uh-huh. were at Homeless, Project Homeless Connect, and this woman said, "I need to change my lifestyle," which is the, usually people's opener. This very macro. I need to change my lifestyle, and I could just see that she was holding her body so tight. I said, "Why don't you just start with taking a really deep breath?" And, and you know, letting that out slowly. And she did that, and she started to cry. She was just so stressed, and people don't realize how stressed they are until they take mm-hmm. that deep breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. Move. Move. So a lot of us sit for a living. Oh, yes, we do. And we don't move, and our bodies are not made to sit for hours and hours and hours on end. You know, we look at some of the issues we have with our children and the ADHD and all of that. It's because they are also forced to sit for long periods of time and be focused. Mm-hmm. We're just not constructed that way. That's like our favorite, one of our favorite tweeters. We love funny tweets. Common people, mm-hmm. everyday people who tweet funny things. And she tweeted, my Netflix just flashed a message at the bottom of my screen to get up and walk around the yeah, room. Yeah. Right. Are you still yeah. alive? Yeah. Or I put my diet into my Wii Fit mm-hmm. and they sent an ambulance to my house. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, during flu season, I, you know, we were not socialized well, I think, growing up about you know, sneeze into your hand and then shake somebody's hand. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, talk about those very practical things. Hand hygiene. Hand hygiene is huge. And honestly, I think the little guys, you know, the elementary school age kids, maybe even middles, they get it. It's the rest of us that don't. It's the adults. It's the young adults that aren't as good with hand hygiene. Um, but that is one of the best protectors against the flu. That and staying home when you're sick and not giving it to other people. I mean, public spaces are, you don't belong in public spaces, yeah. you know? And, and the libraries are a perfect example. Right. If your kids have been home with the flu and you're getting cabin fever, don't take them to the library. Right. Right. Don't bring them to the hospital. I mean, it's it seems that it would be very um, intuitive not to bring people out. People go to the gym. And they'll put their kids in the childcare area, and then everybody has the flu, or they'll send them to school because they don't have care. Please don't, just don't <laughs> stay how, home. How? And you can't get better when you're out. Like you, you need can't. to be home and resting. You need to be home and resting, and your body will tell you that by taking a lot longer to recover if you don't. And and when you do sneeze, is it is it still is it best to sneeze into, into fabric. the crook of your elbow? Yeah, yeah. So we're looking for fabric. That's the crook of the elbow is not to again. Like you were saying, sneeze into your hand and touch other items or other people. Number but the crook is really important too because of the fabric. So if you're wearing short sleeves and you want to sneeze, as you can see on radio, I'm demonstrating into your collar. Um, the virus won't um, last as long on the fabric. So okay. it's, it's just better. And no one's technically should be touching you. Right. So. Seriously. And if they are, they yes. deserve to have the flu, exactly. right? Yes. So Harvey Weinstein probably <laughs> transmitted a lot of flus. Right. <laughs> All <Yeah>. the time. <laughs> um, and I, I think, yeah, you're not doing, like, 
If you go in the office, you're not doing anybody favor. You're no hero. Yeah. Stay on no. Your own. No. no. Nobody wants you there. Everybody knows you're sick. And you don't know what other people are dealing with with their own health. Do they have a compromised immune sure, system? Sure, Are they caring for young children? Mm -hmm. You know, are they unfortunately recovering from a cancer or something that really makes them more vulnerable? Mm -hmm. So be considerate of your neighbors and really stay home. We have had a lot of instances in the library in the last couple of weeks of like people are so sick and they're there. And, you know, is it a particularly tough flu season right now? definitely. I feel like it is. Yeah, it is. Do not touch elevator buttons, my friends. That is my parting words. Don't touch <laughs> elevator buttons. Yeah, well, how? I just got over a cold that lasted a week instead of two days like it used to. Um, how did I get it? It's a virus. It's, you know, it's droplets. It's respiratory. You know, you're touching things. You're breathing things. Viruses are insidious. They will find you if you're anywhere in your vicinity. So... Okay. To our point, try not to be in, in anybody's vicinity. We we used so much hand sanitizer yesterday uh -huh. at that event that we had to peel the layers off of our skin into the day. Yeah. Okay. So there was a lot of sick but people there, there yesterday. There were a lot of sick a people. A lot of sick people in that hot. Like I'm, I was just like visualizing all the germs yeah. floating yeah. around. But and and the, not going into the office, you know. And this is a. This is a woman's issue. I blame women. Oh, come on, Bob. <laughs> Do tell. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> we'll, we'll tackle them in the parking lot after the show. Because men are babies. <laughs> well, that if is I'm true. If I'm sick, I, like, I want sympathy. I don't move. I complain. If Cindy's sick, it's like I can't tell that she's sick. She just keeps on going <laughs> yeah. about her routine. She gets up. She so gets women, dressed. You're full, you, you braver than us. You're stronger. Oh, my gosh. You're filled Love with left. Backhanded. Less self-pity than us, so stop it. No, nobody will baby us. That's why we keep going. Yeah. We have no one that will yeah. bring us See, that wasn't a soup. See, that was no, a you're good right. Thing. It was a backhanded yeah. comment. We'll take it. From an employer standpoint, too, is also don't, don't foster an environment where you're encouraging people to come in regardless. And, you know, employ telecommuting if, if that's an option because, you know, people could still get their work done should they be well enough, but then they don't have to come in and get everybody else sick. Okay, and and things like gratitude, spending time with those you love, yes. social relationships, um, positive psychology, prayer and meditation. These things are real. They are real and they are effect. free. And that's what we really would like to emphasize. People always come in and say, it's a new year, I'm going to join a gym, or I'm going to purchase, you know, fill in the blank, or I'm going to, and it usually involves an expense. And what we really want to emphasize is the things that will make the largest impact on your health are completely free. So the, the social piece that I mentioned is, is very key. Um, and, and I mention it specifically because Hartford County tested very low in social connection. So, yeah, I was I was really surprised at that one as well. I feel like that's all we do, guys. Well, and, and maybe in certain professions we yeah, do, but for yeah. the large part, because people, 50% uh, of us commute outside the community, they are spending a lot of time by themselves in, the, in their vehicles, and then they are coming home and they are exhausted, and they are going to watch their Netflix, and then they're going to sleep, and it's wash, rinse, repeat. But one of the biggest drivers for suicide, uh, of which we also test, um, you know, surprisingly and unfortunately very high, um, is, is social, social isolation. And it particularly affects um, men 
in their 40s and 50s and 60s, which is a big bump for um, suicide. But yeah, social, social isolation is a huge impactor on your health. And so having those social connections, whatever they might be, um, you know, very, very important. And I think the holidays foster that for a lot of people. And so just take that and keep on going. You reach out by phone to talk to people you haven't talked to in a while. You finally make an effort to write a note or attend a party that maybe you just really are not in the mood to attend a party, but you go anyway. Use all those jumping points to continue into the new year and, and reach out to other people as well. Because if, if, if you're in a state of mind, nothing's going to take you out of it other than some engagement. Outside of yourself. Right. My, my three favorite books. One is Kill a Mockingbird. And then, um, the farmer who um, drove to the jail that night when Atticus was guarding Tom Robinson. And they were going to lynch Tom Robinson, but Atticus wasn't letting him into the jail. This farmer, who otherwise may have been a fine person, who was doing something with his other group of angry folks, and Scout showed up, and she said, oh, hi, Mr. Wilson, and that snapped him out of it. It was that little connection to Scout, and he immediately looked at his actions and intents in a different light, Um, and... That really is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I think the volunteer component is key. Mm-hmm. It is for me personally. Yeah. Like, it makes me feel so good, and it makes me count my blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times. Yeah. Yesterday was definitely a reinforcer of it that. It was. Yeah. It People was. were exhausted, but they were so happy to have helped their neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a really, it was a big piece. And none of this is just sort of. You know, ephemeral do-goodiness. There is actual science behind it. There is a course that's actually taught. Um, I'm not sure if it's Harvard or Yale. I think it might be out of Yale, but it's called the Happiness Course. I don't know what the official name is, but it's mm-hmm. it's available for free on Coursera if anybody is interested. Okay. And when it talks about becoming healthier and becoming happier, a lot of these things are are front and center. The whole the whole gratitude journal cultural thing. Um, it might be marketed now, but it really mm-hmm. came out of that science. <coughs> um, and, and and it's the idea of waking up every day and being appreciative. And um, there's an app for those, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. about millennials and uh-huh. what resonates with, with younger populations. There's an app called Rewi, R-E-W-I, and it actually has a, a, a the picture on it is a little brain. And it is almost like a, an, an electronic version of a gratitude journal, but it definitely makes a difference in people's health and wellness. So is that rewire for rewiring? I'm sure it is, yeah. Or rewire, re-understanding why we're here. Um, I think it's the, the former <laughs> wow, Bob, because it's deep. W-I, but yeah, that is insightful. I do a gratitude journal. Yeah. I started it about a year ago. A friend gave it to me because... It's something that's important to her. Mm-hmm. Some days it's so hard. Yeah, no doubt. It is so hard to find three mm-hmm. things that I'm grateful for. Right. Because um, I don't like to repeat. But I always, it makes me stop and think mm-hmm. instead of just going through the motions. So. Well, and, and so much of what we live on a daily life is, is being judged, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. And so when you sit there and you figure out um, how you're judging yourself and flipping that switch to 
making what you judge about yourself being positive versus mm-hmm. negative instead of internalizing things that other people are sending you if they are negative thoughts mm-hmm. and saying, well, that's me and saying, no, actually that's not. Mm-hmm. And rewiring your brain to think differently about yourself. And that's where that whole positive psychology comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just changes your whole being. It and does. when you look at older people, like I'm talking people who are really in, in their senior years of late 90s and mm-hmm. even above 100, there's not a lot of curmudgeons amongst them. Mm-hmm. You know, most of them have very strong social networks mm-hmm. and they have very positive outlooks <coughs> on life. And you'll even see that starting to around 80, mm-hmm. you know, really start to separate where the positive people are just more resilient. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, resiliency is what we're looking for. Sure. How do you bounce back from things? Because life is not easy. It's not easy for anyone. And so how do you how do you bounce back from things that are more challenging? It is. When we get into the science of it, it's yeah. really... Yeah, and, and so a lot of it just sounds very esoteric, but it's really, mm-hmm. it, it can be measured. Mm-hmm. So we're talking to Barry Klein, Executive Director of Healthy Hartford, Healthy Cecil, the uh, website is healthyharford.org. And um, just uh, one more thing. Uh, we're talking uh, about a lot of the underpinnings yeah. of living healthy and being healthy and mindful of a healthy lifestyle. Tell us about some of the other programs that people can avail themselves of. We have the Parent Academy. What is that? So, um, you know, going back to the idea that Healthy Hartford is really a collaborative, it's not a one single entity, and it's it's nothing more than it's some of its parts and its partners. And one of our partners are the um, Harvard County Public Schools. And they're doing something brilliant that I'd love people to know about, and it's called the Parent Academy. And it's, re- it's figuring out what the parents need and supporting them where they are. So obviously stress is a big factor with that. Eating healthy is a big factor with that. Relating to your children, helping alleviate their stress and helping them navigate. But a big component of Parent Academy, which I really have to say is, is a is a brilliant um, idea, is that whole put on your face mask first from the airlines, where if you support your parents, you will support the families and the children. So that's a, a wonderful program. And that runs, it's episodic, it's it's mm-hmm. it's videos, it's seminars, it's it's lessons, it's all whatever the parents deem appropriate, the school is meeting them where they are. And we're hosting a lot of those in our libraries. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so. really has a great reach and mm-hmm. that's the beauty of Harford County right. is that we do work a lot mm-hmm. together through partnerships. Mm-hmm. And and again, that if that engages parents to come together. And they realize it's it's not a failing of theirs if they don't have the time mm-hmm. or they don't have the knowledge uh, or the experience of creating a healthy environment for their kids. They see other parents going through it. They feel less, I think, um, less isolated. Yeah, but less isolated. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, um, whereas they, it just may be static for them before that, like there's all this negativity, but. Mm-hmm. They can't even begin to sort it out, so they just internalize it. It's brilliant. And speaking of the libraries, uh, oh, choose civility. Mm-hmm. Very another cooperative. <coughs> yeah, it yeah. is. I've seen a lot of Barry the last couple of weeks. It's been great. <laughs> <coughs> I've had a lot of the um, choose civility examples read to me at the breakfast table to see if they make sense. Oh, <laughs> good job, Cindy. Yeah. I have had to take pictures of Alfie. Yeah. Explain, you know, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. Because <laughs> Alfie and 
Alex Walker's kids are the, the, there are the, gifts. the two models of yeah. those, yeah. Uh, yeah. those campuses. See what I said to Alex the other day. Are your kids in college? Do we really need, to, need to redo these gifts? <laughs> so we need to have some choose civility banners at county council meetings. <laughs> yes. Last night at the town hall. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, um, from so, the Harford County Health Department, no judgment harm reduction for substance use disorder. So one of the big things about mental health is, and, and substance use disorder off, you know, is the, the more flowery term of just addiction, is that um, it's a, there's a tremendous stigma around both of them. And the one thing that we're doing in Hartford County um, is really trying to reduce and eliminate, I mean, the ultimate goal would be to eliminate that stigma, get people more comfortable. And I'm really uh, excited about a couple, a, two things in particular that the health department are do, is doing around that. And one is harm reduction, which means we understand that you could be an active addiction, but that doesn't mean that we're not gonna help you until you're completely better. That's just unrealistic. What can we do to reduce your harm in the meanwhile, and we're doing it in a very non-judgmental way. Um, so they've enacted, they actually have someone, um, Zach, who's in charge of that program, and they're really going out into the community and saying, we'll accept you where you are, mm -hmm. and let's just help you. Um, Dr. Moy is very um, proud of saying, you know, which direction are your toes pointed in? Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes it matters where are you headed, not so much where are you. And this idea of supporting people um, who are really in a very dark place, um, and saying we don't judge you, we just want to help you is, is a is a big turn of events. It's a it's a it's a big piece. And to that point, they've also developed something called Megan's Place, which is for young families, so pregnant women or families with young um, children who have addiction issues. And how do we provide them with this wonderful community? Because it's not like they're going to a mom's group and feeling that they fit in. Right. And so maybe they're avoiding social contact. And being a young parent is very, very stressful, and you do need that community. So they've created this community in their um, Woodbridge Center area down in Edgewood for families to find their community and find their support as they go through not only the struggle of young parenthood but the struggle or the struggle of parenthood of young children but also the struggle of overcoming addiction so just wanted to mention those things so that the word can get out and i know we see with a lot of our young women uh, in our program um it is such a stigma and there is we've done such a poor job of awareness raising awareness that this is in fact a disease. This is not a, a moral failing. It's not a character failing. It's not it's not bad parenting if your child becomes addicted. Um, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something that you should be feel you're a pariah. It's just a disease. And it's also a coping mechanism. So, you know, you have to peel back the layers and say, why are you doing this? What are you trying to cope with? Um, and how can we get to that root cause? And, and that kind of leads me back a little bit for a moment to the crisis center in that we feel now that maybe crisis center was a bit of a misnomer, that really what we would like is not only for people to come when they're in active crisis, but for them to come at any point when they feel something is even remotely off. So if you have a question, call that 1-800-NEXT-STEP number and ask your question to that mental health professional. But also know that it never closes. Neither the number or the center never closes. Come anytime, 2 o'clock in the morning, weekends, it doesn't matter. And you can be seen 
walk in urgent care, they will do assessment and offer you services. Um, even if you're not in crisis, because ideally we'd love for people to never be in crisis. Right. So it's a great prevention tool as well. <clears throat> Two upcoming events, the Bel, Bel Air Health and Wellness Fair. Right, so that is... That's tomorrow. That is, and they're, they're doing something at the Armory where they're highlighting a lot of businesses that offer health and wellness in the community. So... After you've breathed, moved, stuff, right, you know, and you and you still work, want to right. do some um, active things, you know, at least know what's in your community. Go there tomorrow and sneeze in fabric. Yeah. <laughs> Is it free to the public? I Open. believe so. Okay. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Cherish the child. So that is something, Harford County, again, cutting edge, we are a trauma-informed community. We are working towards becoming a more of a trauma-informed community. But Cherish the Child is an event where we hope people come from all over our region to learn about how childhood trauma affects children, which then, honestly, is a huge impactor on adult health. So people hold their trauma, whether they realize it or not, and it manifests itself in heart disease and cancers and diabetes and high blood pressure. And so if we can um, be a very educated community about childhood trauma, then we can actually solve a lot of our future adult health issues. And that's coming up in April? Yes. Uh, I apologize. I didn't know the exact date. Of, so I didn't want to give you the wrong date. I should have Well, can they out. find out information on your Honestly, website? Honestly, <laughs> you can find it on the healthyharford.org website. But they could also... April 24th. Thank I you. found it on Facebook. Thank you. April 24th. Fantastic. Yeah. Barry Klein, thank you so much for coming on. Healthyharford.org is the website. The number is 443-643-3875. That's the Healthy Harford office. Oh, 3875. Yes. 3875. Okay. And what is the crisis um, phone number? 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Listen to WMD, Aberdeen, and speaking of great institutions that are uh, it's funny you shouldn't use the word cooking. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about an awesome project, uh, event that we have coming up at our Darlington Library. It's actually um, not going to be held at the library because that's a small branch for us. It's going to be at the Harford County Agricultural Center, which is at 3525 Conowingo Road Street. And this goes back to our winter reading theme, which is we love to read a latte, so it's all about coffees and teas and things like that and this is a um, program called spice up your tea with herbs and our master gardeners so uh we'll have the master gardeners there from the university of maryland um and they're gonna help you uh learn how to use teas for spicing up your winter beverages how to grow them how to harvest them um and then give you some drying tips. So it should be Wonderful. a really, really fun going back to the healthy. That does Yeah, like yeah. Um, and they're going to talk a little bit about hydroponic planters. Oh, <laughs> they are great. Yeah. They are great. So, Bob, you sound like you need some tea. No, I am still have the residue okay. of my cold. Um, speaking of colds in the library yes. and health in Yeah. Um, the flu is something that's very Um, I know Mary wanted us to talk a little bit about the flu. What's, uh, 
this is a it's, it's expected to be or it already is a, a, a it's, it's already it already is a, a pretty pretty serious one what can folks do is it too late no. flu shots no it's not if you haven't had one the flu, the flu will last all the way through march and probably to the beginning of april so no if you haven't had your flu shot you know definitely look into that a lot of it is staying home practicing hand hygiene I will tell you that personally, I know more people that have the flu this year than ever. Like people that I act, you hear, and I hear people go, I had the flu, they were out for a day. I'm like, you didn't have the flu. flu. These are people that are like, I got tested with the swab, Mm -hmm. I have the flu, and they're out for over a week. Yeah. A few folks that are down with pneumonia Mm -hmm. that I'm close to, which is, seems to have been... Mm-hmm. rare uh, in the recent past. Mm-hmm. I have one more event I want to talk about relating to he- making Har- Harford County healthier at our Joppa Library um, on uh, let me get the date here Thursday, January 30th is Nutrition Myth Busting. Oh wow. So this should be really fun. Yeah. Um, have you heard about the latest diet fad? It's amazing or is it? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, join us for a discussion on superfoods and gluten-free foods, as well as detox and trend diets. Registered dietitian, nutritionist Mandy Katz will share some easy lifestyle strategies to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Fantastic. So, guys, this is all free. So, you know, it's at Joppa from 2 to 3 on Thursday, January 30th. Please try and um, stop by. It's There's no registration. You just show up. It can change your life. These little yeah. things can really change your they life. They can, and, and, and I'm sure uh, Mindy will talk about this, but eating healthy, eating well, that nourishes your body. Mm-hmm. I hate to use the word healthy because it's, healthy means so many different things to so mm-hmm. many different people, but it's not expensive. People keep on saying, I don't mm-hmm. do because it it's expensive. It's just not true, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that, that'll be one of the myths that she will bust. Uh-huh. So all, check it out at hcplonline.org for more information on all our upcoming programs. Fantastic. Yes. We'll close with a few tweets and then yes, wrap it up. Yes, it's been a great show. We like to do tweets, as I mentioned. Yeah. Right? From just we got some faves. Everyday people. Um, our best friend. Okay. I have to get her name again. We just call her our best friend. Okay. Our friend. <laughs> the one that makes us laugh the most. I just I grabbed the right Tupperware lid on the first try this morning, and I've never felt more drunk with power. <laughs> <laughs> no, I walked in the house the other night. And my husband was screaming, and I'm like, "What's wrong?" He goes, "I can't find the lid." So he threw the container in the recycle. He's like, "I cannot live like this." Oh wow, that was too the breaking stressful. point. Did he it, breathe? He did. <laughs> he did afterwards. How come in movies people can punch each other 500 times while falling off a building and get up, but in real life, I accidentally kicked the end of the couch and I had to lie on the floor for 30 minutes. <laughs> That is so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And here's another one from her. Anxiety. You up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't cook often, but when I do, I drink an entire bottle of wine in the process. <laughs> A happy cook. That's and right. Or one that's on the floor. That's right. Because <laughs> she ran into the couch. And she ran into the couch after cooking. <laughs> yes. Um, and... Girls, <coughs> excuse me. Girls don't want fast cars. 
They want a cozy seat on a train rattling across the countryside from which they can sip tea from porcelain cups and solve gory murders. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> and finally, me, licking lips in anticipation. I'm nervous. I've never done a bungee jump before. Instructor, don't lick my lips again, please. <laughs> <laughs> boom Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, folks, that is all the time we have for the Hartford Edge today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Barry, for joining us Thanks today. Thanks for having me. Um, and we'll talk with you next week.